Hey, welcome along, you found us, so uh, give yourself a banana. This is James Watt, and it is Show Talk, the podcast of the radio show. And, uh, well, today uh, we caught up with uh, Duke Fakir. Got to be careful how you say that name in this country, that's for sure, uh, with the Four Tops. Uh, the last remaining survivor of the Four Tops. They were together for many, many years, and they still go as an entity uh, with Duke. Uh, so uh, got his number for his home the other day. And gave him a call, and this is what happened. How you doing, Duke? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Feeling, feeling well, and just uh, getting my rest from a, a tour, a weekend tour, which was a lot of travel. But you know, it's all part of it, and and I'm just enjoying, and just enjoying being home for about a week or so. Yeah, you were, you were, you were, you and the your mates at the Four Tops. You were. You were the, at the very beginning of Motown, of course, and the Detroit sound of the 60s. Uh, so let's take us back at all those years ago. Let's, let's do our history lesson. How did the, the Four okay. Tops, how did the Four Tops, first of all, get together? Well, we got together at, it was pretty much like a graduation party. Uh, the party was given by a, a club of girls called the Saharazad. They were very bourgeois-type girls at, at our high school and in our neighborhood. And this party was by invitation only. And Levi and I, we used to sing around school and at all the sporting events on riding the buses. I was uh, the athlete, and Levi just kind of came along with me. And we had people singing all on the bus. So uh, so this particular late young lady, she invited uh, Levi and I to sing at her graduation party with the rest of the girls well we there were so many girls there we thought we should invite two of our good friends uh that that we knew could sing pretty well and that knew how to talk to the young ladies you know so so that's where we we went we went to the party of course doing what young men at that age do you were thinking about the ladies uh singing was just a byproduct of of their party it was a second thought so to speak so uh, we went to the party, of course, and and young we, you know, all of us, I mean, the, the four of us, we danced and met young ladies and talked and had our fun. And, and then uh, in the middle of the party, the young lady asked uh, Levi and Duke to sing, and we let her know that we have a full foursome, a group. And so we told Levi, just say, hey, Levi, you just sing a song. We'll We'll back you up some kind of way. Because, uh, you know, singing was just a second thought. And we knew Levi would, would sound good singing because he was quite a lead singer anyway. And so he picked the song, and fortunate enough, it was one we were familiar with, and we just started putting background riffs to it in, in perfect harmony and in a great blend. And Levi looked back and smiled and just really kept singing. And we looked at each other, and we realized that was a very special blend and that it was it was good, and we knew we had we knew we had something, so we decided to form this particular group the next day. Of course, after the party, we went back to our young ladies and do what young guys do. We had fun at the parties, with dancing, and still singing was the second thought. <laughs> <laughs> but we did realize that we had something special, and we started rehearsing the next day, and we and we actually formed a group that that next day. And and did you call ourselves the and it was, it wasn't, Call ourselves Four Aims. 
the the four aims and uh, and when did yeah. the, when did the four aims uh, get discovered and become the four tops? We well, okay, we started in 1954 in spring, and we came the to four tops in 1956 at our first real recording session, which was Chess Records. Uh, there was a group uh, in the business called the Four Ames Brothers at that time, very popular white group, and uh, the, the uh, owners of Chess Records mentioned to us just when we were about to record that we needed to change our names, and of course, we didn't want to. We said, well, look, now people will know the difference, but they said, no, you can't have the same name uh, out on the street like that. So, so we started thinking, well, you know, we didn't want to be a, a bird name, we didn't want to be anything that we didn't want to be an animal or a bird or anything. We wanted our name to signify what we were doing and what we were trying to do. So we just kept thinking. Then our music director, Mr. Maurice King, asked the question, well, how did you come up with the four aims? I said, because we were shooting for the top. We were aiming for the stars. We were, you know, we were aiming for the big, you know, big in the show business if we could because we knew we were good. He said, well, what about the four tops? Everybody looked and bucked their eyes. Say, "Wow, that sounds great!" And that's what it was. <laughs> and we, then it's been it's been that way since. And we we love that name. Yes. And what and what was the what was the vibe like in Detroit uh, in the sixties? Uh, because you know you were at the center of the of the music world. Well, you know, in Detroit at that time, there were many many singers and singing groups. Uh, music was just flowing from everywhere. There were still a lot of groups and singers that didn't get to Motown that could have been just as big a star as, as a lot of the groups that were. I mean, Detroit, because, I guess because of its uh, uh, gospel heritage, it, it spawned a lot of lots of singers. Every, everywhere you went, people were singing. Groups were everywhere. They were in the schools. They were in malt shops. They were in the candy shops. They were on the school ground. Everywhere you went, people were singing. And uh, we were just fortunate enough to, you know, be the ones that I guess we were in the right places at the right times, you know. Was there, was there ever a plan, uh, instead of being an a, you know, international uh, pop star, uh, to do a proper job? <clears throat> well, be- before we had our, personal, our, first, our first professional engagement, I had a scholarship to college. Uh, Levi uh, said he always just wanted to sing. Uh, Ronaldo Obi Benson, he had other plans. And, of course, Lawrence, he come from a musical singing family. Uh, he always really wanted to sing. But I turned down my scholarship once we hit the stage professionally and realized then that we were even better than we thought we were. You know, the people gave us a standing ovation and all that kind of good stuff. And that's and that's when we made that commitment. I said, I said, look, man, I got a scholarship to college, and you know, I, I'm not going to September. And in fact, I said, I'm not going at all. Now, this is what I want to do. Everybody agreed. Well, I, this is what I want to do. Let's do this. So that day, that night, we made a commitment to to stick together and and just stick it out until we get what we're looking for in the business. And that's just. Uh, to get respect and to be able to uh, entertain all over the country. Uh, talking, not knowing. Yeah. 
talking of talking of sticking talking of sticking together, forty four years until uh, unfortunately Lawrence yeah. Lawrence uh, passed away. Uh, but you must be unique yeah. in in a group that's stayed together with the original lineup, well forever. So you must get you must have got on very well. We did. I mean, and the the common denominator was music. We loved music. We loved to sing. We respected each other's talent, talent, and we enjoyed being with each other. Uh, we enjoyed playing golf together. We played cards together. You know, we did we did all the things that that you know young guys that hang out or do what we you know we enjoyed it. We after we after we got married, we raised our families together. We bought our homes within walking distance of each other. So we were really like brothers. I mean. We were as close or maybe closer than some brothers because we spent all our young time together. You know, when we weren't working or looking for work, we would be sitting up learning songs, rehearsing, trying to finesse our harmonies even better, you know. And, of course, Levi loved it. Levi was the kind of lead singer that enjoyed harmonies. He enjoyed singing with, with you know, with us, you know. Because there was many times that he was asked to, you know, go on his own, and he was tempted by the big dollars and all kind of things. But he, he never went that route. He just always enjoyed, and that was one way to stick together. Because he, he never had an ego. He just enjoyed what he was doing as we did it together, and that was truly a blessing. So we, and we all had that same feeling, and which was rare, you know, at that time, you know, because. You, at that time, as as you, as you had hit records, uh, the lead singer usually would would go off on his own, or be asked to go off on his own, or, or be attempted with uh, better record deals and all that kind of stuff. And they would really go, they would go that route. Levi refused all of that many times. And what did it feel like to uh, to get that first big hit record? Oh, that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing. When we first heard, when I first heard "Baby, I Need Your Loving" on the radio, I was just, I was, I was so excited because that was back then. That was a great production, and it just, uh, it just blew our minds. Um, uh, you know, uh, hard to explain, but I guess, I guess you, we felt like that was as happy as you can get. That very first one. Especially when you hear it the first time, it's hard to believe that. Wow, that's us. That's us. <laughs> I heard. You know, I was riding in the car with my friend because I didn't have a car then, and I said, "Man, I gotta go. I gotta call Levi." I stopped the payphone and called Levi. And he said, "Man, I just." I, I told him. He said, "I just heard it on the radio too." He said, "Duke, it sounds really good." He said, "Come on, we gotta get together and do some rehearsing, man, because we get ready to travel." Yep. So. We all uh, we all called each other and got together. Obi was, Ronaldo Benson was down in Atlantic City with his wife, who was a dancer, uh, on uh, one of those production shows. And he was just down there chilling. And he had heard it out of Philadelphia, because Philadelphia is one of the big cities right near Atlantic City. And when we called him, he was as excited as we were. He said, man, I'm coming home, man. We got work to do. I said, you damn right. Let's go. So it was it was just totally totally uh, off the wall excitement. 
Have you done some, uh, you've done lots of gigs, and you're gigging, of course, here in the summer, uh, but uh, have there been some gigs you've done that you thought, looked out and thought, wow, how did we arrive here? Uh, well, we have, we've had quite a few of those, you know. Um, I remember we did a show in outside of Philadelphia with Art Linkletter. It was over 100,000 people. Uh, one July the 4th in Washington, D.C. on the mall, it was like 250,000 people. Those things, you know, as, as a young, young man, just blows your mind. You say, oh, wow. And, you know, it almost brings you to tears when you when when you can perform before those many people, you know, especially when you think about where you come from and and how you've just dreamed and hoped and wished that you could make just a little bit of a star and to perform before those many people, you know, and and just hear that roar, that mighty, mighty roar, is which is deafening. It's just absolutely, uh, it's unspeakable. Sometimes it's hard to, it's hard to explain the, the feeling you get goosebumps, you get all kind of stuff, anxiety, you know, you're not afraid, but you just get so anxious to go ahead and perform and to see how they accept it. So it's uh, it's been amazing. You know, I remember even doing Rite Aid, that was another great big uh, audience. Uh, so we've had, a, we had a, we've had a few of those, you know, and we've yeah. done a couple of festivals uh, where you have that kind of uh, audience, and it's, it's absolutely incredible. You're the you're the last um, surviving member, which seems seems terrible. Uh, you know that the other guys have gone. So what's it like doing the show mm-hmm. without without your original brothers? You got a new set of brothers, but is it different? Yeah. Well, of course it's it, it's it's different, but it's but it's good. It's I mean, it, there's no doubt. I, I miss my original brothers. There's no doubt about that. But these young guys, which is like nephews to me, uh, some almost like a son. Uh, you know, they're, they're good. Lawrence Payton Sr., who original member of the top, his son is there, Lawrence Payton Jr. So that makes it, you know, very close, and it's still like family. Uh, Ronnie McNair, who is as close to Obi Benson as like his little brother. Uh, we, which we knew Ronnie McNair many, many years before. You know, before he came into the group, uh, so he he's just like family. Uh, there's a new member that really is very soulful young man, and he's always loved uh, Levi. And you know, and, and well, it, it, it's good. It, you know, it, because if it wasn't good like that or close, I, I don't think I could still carry <laughs> on. I, I I'm not the one that could put a ad in the paper say I need a tenor. I needed this. And just out of the clear blue sky, they come and all these different faces. I, it would be hard for me to do that. But these are close guys, very close to family, which makes it very easy. And they're good. Well, that's so, good to know. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you've got that Grammy yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award now, of course, and um, it's been a while since you got that. But uh, where do you keep your where do you keep your Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in your house? Uh, there's a, uh, in, in my family room. Right above the TV, there's a little, a nice little slot where I keep the Grammy and, and uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame awards and a couple other great awards. It's a slot for that. And when I'm sitting there watching TV, I can always look up there and see those awards. And, you know, it, it, it makes you feel like, hey, I've done something. You know, it's been good.
you know, I'm leaving something behind, which is nice, which is music. So, you know, it, it just, uh, just, you just feel good about, about yourself. Well, uh, Duke, it's great to talk to you. We're looking forward to seeing you. And, uh, and thanks to the music, because I've been playing it on the radio for, for 30-odd years. Oh, wow. Okay, well, you know, it's, it's, it's always great to hear ourselves on the radio, and we always thank the players for playing our, our music, and, you know, and, and which is wonderful. They still play it, and people still enjoy it, you know, so we, we're very fortunate, and I'm very humbly thankful all the wonderful folks that have just held on to our music all these long years. I mean, it's been a long time <laughs> when you think about it. It's been over 50 years, you know. Uh, it's, it's hard for songs uh, to last that long, you know. Well, and you've done it. We you love that song. You have, you have done it. Uh, well, it's absolutely great to talk to you. I'll let you go and have your breakfast because I know it's very early, in, very early in the morning there. Uh, what does a four-top... Have for breakfast? Well, I've had my coffee because that helped wake me up. I will just have a boiled egg and um, maybe a, a slice of bacon. That's about it. Okay. And it's just a little fruit. I don't eat too much in the morning. Uh, try to keep my weight down so I can get in my uniforms. I don't want to have to keep buying <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> hey, Drew. Good to talk to you, and we'll see you in the summer uh, for a re- rewind, uh, singing those hits. Uh... I'm certainly going to enjoy it, and it's been enjoyable talking to you. There we have it, Duke Fakir from the Four Tops, uh, playing Rewind South this summer. That's in 2019, by the way. Uh, this is James Watt. Uh, do get in touch uh, at James Watt UK on Twitter. Uh, you can go to uh, my website, jameswattuk.com. Say hello, subscribe away to this, and, you know, amazing things happen to you, as you know. Uh, but thank you for listening to the podcast, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>